0: Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. It is episode six, which is crazy. It does not feel like episode six. It feels like episode two. This is wild. Um, I'm having a blast. This is great. Podcasting is fun. Um, I feel like I'm slowly becoming somewhat better with it. Um, Besides my editing skills, which are quite mediocre right now, but that is a-okay, unless you're listening in the car and the right side is probably a lot louder than the left, but that is okay. Okay. Anyways, um, thank you. Oh my gosh. I've just heard some of the coolest stories recently that have come out of this podcast. Um, I just want to share them all, but I'll, I'll just share a few. I've reconnected with old friends and that has been such a gift. Um, people that I haven't talked to in years, people I've mentored over the years, Um, You know, stories of people sharing this with other people. Um, One of my closest friends actually shared this with someone she's going to date. Um, I just thought this is fantastic. And it really is a gift. Um, Like I said, this is such an act of obedience. Just... Like, this is the Lord's work. This is not me. This truly is just me being obedient to what God has asked me to do. And I am just so grateful. So it's people like you that are making this podcast a thing. Um, You know, when you like, subscribe, I sound like a broken record, but I can't. It's so true. Like, that is why you hear that in podcasts nonstop. Like, like, subscribe, share. Like, this is how we get the word out there. So please help me in doing that. Um, And also help me in welcoming my good friend Ruby to this podcast. Let's go. Ruby, it has been a hot second.
1: I know it has been a few years and I'm so excited to be on your podcast. So thanks so much for having me. Of course.
0: Okay. How do we know each other? I mean, I know how we know each other yes. kind of,
1: but we were friends in high school. Like yeah, to tell all the people, The podcast to tell all the people. Yeah, we met in high school and serving at the same church and being a part of ministry together. Mm -hmm. And it was just really fun to get to know each other that way. And then through the years we've moved and, you know, gone to different colleges and careers. And we always keep, you know, commenting and following each other on social media Mm -hmm. and like cheering each other on as women in ministry. So fun. Which is so fun. And like, I mean, I think we both
0: knew in high school, like, oh, ministry was the future, but I don't know if we were able to like, Obviously, pinpointed at that point. Yeah. So it's cool just to see, like, oh, I knew who you were in high school, and now I'm seeing you as just like an amazing woman and like ministry. That's just it's surreal. It's oh, so
1: thank so you, awesome. thank you. Yeah, right back at you. Like it's so cool to see how. I mean, how many years? I'm. I was thinking about it the other day. Like almost 10 years. Since. Oh my gosh. That makes me sad. I think it's more like eight, <laughs> but since high school yeah, and to see, like what God has done in both of our lives and that we're both in full-time ministries is pretty crazy. Cause there's a small percentage of people that, that do, and that still are doing it after two, three years. So it's pretty cool to see how God has been faithful to both of us. Well, before I get into like your, I
0: guess, I don't know, life description, if that's the right yeah, yeah. for it, okay. <laughs> I do have a fun icebreaker because that's our thing around here and it is Love fun. It. So I was looking at my emojis the other day and I was wondering, like, oh, if someone were to like look at my list of emojis, would they think I'm weird? Just like based <laughs> on the ones that I choose to use yes. on a daily basis.
1: So my question for you is this, what is your most used emoji? And yes, why? I, I like love this question because I feel like you, okay. it's simple, but it yes. reveals like so much about someone, right? Oh, yeah. What is your most used emoji? So, okay, <laughs> I look on my phone and my top two are the red heart okay. and the pink heart. Okay. So I'm loving the heart vibe apparently because I, I love, love it. I love it. Okay. Just to clarify, is it the red, shiny heart or is it the matte heart? That is such a good question because I love both of those hearts. And I go through like phases where I'm like, I just use a shiny one or I just use the matte one. This one is shiny. And then it's Um, the new pink heart. Like, you know, the new just solid one. mm, Yep. Yep. I'm a fan of that one. I've started
0: using that. I think that's like in my lineup, but the matte red heart is like my staple. And then, yeah, I went through a season and like the white heart was also like a staple and someone pointed it out and they were like, that's kind of sneaky because like, you know, if you're, so if I'm texting someone, it like blends into the message a Ooh, little bit.
1: True, true. Yeah. So I was like, Ooh, I'm a little cryptic there. Like a little sneaky heart, you know, just sneak it in there. I just always send so many emojis. Like I'm not someone that doesn't oh. use them. So I'll have so many Emojis in my texts, and I don't know. Maybe some people don't like that, but I love it. I love it too. I'm all about it.
0: Well, Ruby, tell the audience about who you are, what you do, how you got to this very point in life, all the things. Please share.
1: I love it. Well, I'm like, should I start when I was born? I was (laughs) no, I will spare you all the the Mm. long could be four hours um podcast. No one wants to listen to that. (laughs) Um. So yeah, I. I am now working at a church in Los Angeles called Shepherd Church, Mm -hmm. and like we kind of touched on right at the beginning, I felt that call to full-time ministry when I was in high school, which is pretty crazy to think that years later, like this is something that God has called me to do, and I'm loving it, and um, that was just when I was a freshman in, uh, in high school. So I felt called into ministry. My family had planted churches before, so I'd seen ministry happen in my family. I'd seen the really awesome sides of it, but also the really tough um, sides of ministry as well. So I ended up going to Bible college, pursuing ministry degree, graduated with my degree in full-time church ministry. And I knew that whole time that God had called me to teach and to preach. And I felt a very strong call. Um, At times, I was really scared to step into that call, but I did. And the church that I ended up getting hired at, Shepherd Church, the the one I'm working at currently, was really a champion for that, um, believed in me, gave me opportunities to grow and to learn specifically with teaching in lots of areas, but with teaching and preaching. And just this past Year I've been on staff for four years now, but this past year they just ordained me as a licensed pastor, which is super exciting. Congratulations, thank you. Thank you. Like, I can't stop smiling about it because it's just like who little Ruby could never dream, right? right. Like, like, how did this even happen? God, like, oh, this is incredible. That. So that's a really short summary, but now I get to be Um, a pastor as well. And just kind of walk alongside the people of our church. And it's the greatest job ever. And you do ministry alongside your husband too, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Cole, my husband also works here, which is so fun because how many couples say they get to work together? Like it's, it's so fun. Um, he works in our kids ministry. So he does all the elementary age kiddos and he just kills it. Like he has such a passion for those kids and those students and so much patience. I'm like, man, you are so <laughs> patience. I deal with a lot of adults, which yeah. can be tough too, but yeah. oh my goodness, the patience and love he has is amazing. Oh my gosh. And it's so cool. And it's neat that you guys are in different
0: worlds, but of course, very similar. I'm sure with like parents and, um, you know, just other church members and just those connections and whatnot, but still having that separation to where you can like
1: know come together and share like oh our days were different (laughs) exactly we both love it like working at the same church is such a blessing because we're all the same mission like we're in this we understand Mm -hmm. the lingo we get it but it's hard sometimes too because then all we want to talk about we're like just talking about work constantly (laughs) and we're talking about ministry Um, so we have to be so careful it's like okay sometimes we just gotta chill and like talk about us or like random hobbies or like fun things you know all the time Oh my gosh. And I think, okay, from that,
0: I want to get into our first point. So work-life balance and like, you know, managing that in ministry and especially for you, like you work alongside your husband and I'm sure most of your close friends and that's like, it's not a bad thing. I mean, gosh, in full-time ministry, I've done that for years. Um, I remember at one point my like roommate was also a pastor in the same exact ministry as me. And, you know, there's been seasons where it's been so difficult to manage. Like, Hey, how do we separate this? Um, you know, and how do we talk about things that are different than what we do, but also how do we like come together, like, and talk about this, you know, what does that look like? And so I guess for you, how do you manage that and what are some tips that you have for people currently walking
1: through that, or maybe stepping into a season like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I'm still figuring it out. So (laughs) um, all of this, you know, still in the journey. So just know that I don't have it all figured out, of course. Um, But some things that me and Cole do and some things that I do personally, too, are every Saturday, me and Cole have like a little weekly check-in is what we call it. So on Saturday morning, we'll have breakfast and either I'll make something or we'll go get breakfast, bring it home. And we just talk through what's going on emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and then what's something that's been bugging you this week? What's something that's been great this week? And then what's something at work? Like we have all these questions, right? And then you can make them your own. You don't have to do the same thing as me and Cole for anyone listening, but those are just some topics. And then that's really our time to like, like, let's get it all out there. And we can just talk about, This thing at work is so annoying or I'm so frustrated. But then we can also talk about, man, but I'm just feeling really tired or I'm feeling really anxious this week. And whatever it may be, getting it all out there is so helpful to do it because then we don't do it every single night when we come home from work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that to me was a little taxing and it might not be for everyone, but to come home every night after working at church talking with people, uh, doing ministry, to come home and talk about it for another hour was exhausting. And it, we'd start to get like short with each other, like, okay, like I I need to disconnect, you know, Mm -hmm. I need to lay on the couch and watch a show and like not think about um, the upcoming event or whatever it may be. So doing that on Saturday is really helpful because it allows as much time as we want. We can spend hours if we really wanted to, Mm -hmm. but then it's, not consuming the Mm -hmm. week so much so that's that's one that's That's
0: so cool and like I love that you set time for it because I think people get like kind of in trouble when they're like oh we're not going to talk about it and it's like no you should allow space and like honor the fact that like you guys are in a similar season um I remember I I lived with a host family like five years ago I think and we had a rule because they both worked at the church I was you know doing an internship residency at and we had a rule that for the first 10 minutes of dinner time we could talk about church but for the remainder of dinner time like we couldn't <laughs> and, I like that yeah <laughs> pertaining to like literally like our job or the church that we worked at like anything and at first i was like man that seems kind of like rigid like you know <laughs> that's kind of tough i don't know because we literally watched the clock and be like we have one more minute yeah. <laughs> But like, it helped me so much. And I carried that into like future living situations. And, you know, eventually someday I'm like, Oh, if I am like serving at the same church, which I will be as like, um, my spouse someday, like I want to be intentional about that. Even if they aren't like technically on staff at the same church, yep. like totally, it can just be easy to talk about the things that I don't know, like it's, it's easy to talk about, but it could also be draining. And, Um, you know,
1: just not the
0: best. So yeah, that's so good. Thank you for your advice on that for listeners. I appreciate that.
1: Of course. Like I'm with you on the journey. Yeah. So while trying to figure it out and that's the interesting thing about ministry is Mm -hmm. it's so all consuming because it is your spiritual life, Mm -hmm. but it's also your work life. And a lot of times it's your friend life too. So having all that in one, Mm -hmm. it's hard to separate. And like you said, you kind of have to be really intentional, even if it's like that 10 minute thing, it sounds rigid, but it helps. (laughs) Yes, it seriously does. So I guess
0: with that, um, I've been through hard seasons in ministry. And I remember like in high school, in college, I I know that people warned me of like, oh, ministry's hard. You know, you're going to go through difficult seasons and heartbreak and ministry is messy and like you know I heard all of those things you know how how do you manage that and even like anxiety within ministry and like how do you manage
1: that well that's a great question because like you said that's so real Thanks. i've experienced it i've had friends experience it and i'm thank you for sharing too that you've been there mm-hmm. cuz i think that's the big first step is we got to got to get that out in the open like this is hard And it's a really taxing job, like so many people's job, but ministry is very different. Um, People expect you to be everything all the time. And that's just not possible. You're still a human. You're not taking the place of their spiritual life. Um, So yeah, the, the hardest part for me has been learning how to set healthy boundaries. And I'm honestly, the past six months has been that journey for me. So it's really fresh. Um, but learning how to say no, so I can say yes to the right things. Ooh, I love that. And that's really, really tough, especially when you're starting out, because you want to be like, yeah, I'm going to say yes to every single opportunity that comes my way. And that's okay. Like I get the under, I get that because you're, you're new in your career, you're new in ministry. You're like, let me say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. But then i found myself like sitting there and I'm like, I'm bitter and I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. It's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fulfilling. And then i am realized, whoa, that's a huge gut check because that is not something I want to feel. Yeah. Um. And so I had to say, okay, how do I say no? So it's I, I love going to that, you know, youth event every Friday night, but I'm going to start saying I can't be there. Yeah. <laughs> and or I'm going to start saying, you know, hey, my day off is Friday and I'm not going to answer any texts about work because people love to text you on your day off right seriously I found myself like getting really frustrated Mm -hmm. with those people and they're they're not meaning anything by it right like they just don't even know maybe it's your day off or they just think I'm just gonna send them a text so I had to say you know what I don't need to be super upset at them I need to change Yeah. And show them the boundary. So I've just stopped replying. I haven't even said, Hey, just so you know, I don't reply on Friday. Like I didn't even formally say it. Mm -hmm. I just stopped. And then Saturday afternoon, you get the text back and it's all good. So I've just slowly like trying to, I don't know if train people is the right word, but like show Mm them. Ruby just, she doesn't reply unless, you know, it's an emergency or something, but she just, that's her day. And I have to do that. Otherwise then it's a slippery slope, right? You see that text and then you're like, well, let me just check the email and I'll just send the email. Yeah. and it's, You're done do it real quick. That. And it's not, yeah. <laughs> exactly. no, I
0: I love that. I love that. And like in saying no to something you're saying yes to something else, you know, and like, and in saying yes to something, you're saying like no to something else. And so I, I remember someone told me like, You know, I love the visual of like a a cup, you know, it's like, okay, we're human and we want to do everything, but like, we can't do everything because we're human and we don't want to like take on that, like God complex of like, oh, you know, we have infinite energy and infinite time. And it's just like, that's like, it's not sustainable, but it's also not even possible. And so I remember someone saying like, if you just envision that cup, like at the very end of the day if you're depleted, like, what are you going to give to your family? And even as a single person, like to your friends and to those around you. Um, and I remember like getting to that space where I was like, wow, like I am literally pouring out everything, but I'm not investing in the people that are most important to me. And like, that's not what God has asked of me. Um, and so it's just, it is so important, even if it's hard, like, I had to do that a while ago with student ministry because I love student ministry, but there was a season where I was like, I cannot do it. Even though like it's painful for me to say no, because I really want to do it. And like, I I could argue all day long that it fills my cup, but it still is like time, you know? And it's like, I'm spending X amount of hours doing this thing and I'm still pouring out energy and even though I love it, like it is still something that like I am doing. Um, and like, it was so hard for me to like replace that with rest. Cause I don't know about you, but I am uncomfortable in rest sometimes And even though like, I know that my body needs it, it's like, oh man, like, I, I don't want to sit in that space. Like I'd much rather be like producing something or like achieving something. Um, so that's like, it's challenging, but I, I love that advice that you give, um, just in knowing (laughs) that it is okay. And there's actually so much freedom in saying, no, there's so much freedom and there's so much beauty in it. And I'm sure you would agree with us, but like, we're taught as kids that like, no is such a bad thing, but like as adults, it truly is a good thing.
1: Yeah. It's truly the opposite. It is a freeing thing. And it becomes like this whole new world you unlock when you can say no and not let it make you feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. While you were talking, it reminded me of, um, This, like, cohort I was a part of with um, an awesome organization. And the leader of this, we're all on there talking about this anxiety and ministry and how do you balance your personal life and ministry and all that. And the leader of it, Alan Fouding, which he has great books, by the way. So, highly suggest. Little plug. Okay. Love it. A little small plug. His great books um, about leadership anxiety. But he said this line that just like stuck with me. And he said, I think sometimes we underestimate how much more Jesus wants our friendship than our service. Oh my God. And I was like, wow, just like hit me. And I wrote it like on my mirror. Like, you know, I was just like, this was for me. Mm -hmm. And that's so how you feel sometimes in ministry is I'm only valued for my service. Like, I know that's not true, but doesn't it feel like that sometimes? And remembering like, Jesus wants to be my friend first and foremost, And a friend is totally cool. If you're like, I need to stay home and rest tonight, or Mm -hmm. I just need to, you know, lay down, go to sleep early, go to the beach and decompress. Like that's what Jesus wants for you. Not to just fill your schedule and break down, you know? (laughs) Yes. And I even think that for like volunteers as well, like not even
0: those in like full-time ministry and Um, you know, I remember having volunteers that were there every single service time and I was just like, I love that you love this, but like, why are you here? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you're like, go home (laughs) home. and actually like, okay, of course this is not a blanket statement for every single one of those volunteers, but I did have a conversation with one and um, they were like, well, I just feel like like God loves me more at the very end of the weekend when I'm here. And I was like, that's not true. Like that is literally so contrary to who the Lord is and what he wants for you. Like you don't need to earn his affection. Um, And I think that like, that is just something to cling onto because we are again, like we are human and we want to earn things or we think we have to earn things, but it's like, And God's love is so infinite and it is just so vast and he doesn't require us to earn it. Like that is not biblical.
1: (laughs) Totally agree. Like amen to all that. Oh my gosh. So kind of shifting gears a little
0: bit, Ruby, I want to talk to you about you being a woman in ministry. And it's so interesting that like, this is the week that we are doing our podcast And it's because I started to do just like a deep dive again on this topic because I love it and I'm passionate about it. And someone actually approached me this past week about it and just like asked me some questions. And, and the more I was like, just, I guess, thinking about it, um, there's probably a lot of women out there or men or just people in general, sorry. A uh, podcast listeners. <laughs> if you're yeah. a man listening to this, we value
1: you. we appreciate. Yes, you. We love you too. <laughs> we love you so
0: much. Um, but I guess just in being able to um defend or articulate this topic, well, what advice do you have? And I'm just gonna kind of pass you the imaginary microphone of like, please talk about this. Um what have you learned? What have you? um, wrestled through with what are some things that you have found
1: valuable in approaching this topic? Ready? Go. Absolutely. (laughs) Love it. Well, thanks for asking. And I've felt that way before too. So Mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, I've had lots of positive experiences in ministry as a woman, but also lots of negative ones. And I've had like, I'm sure you have, or maybe people listening of people say things like, wow, I can't believe I actually learned something from you. Or, you know, wow, I don't think that you should be, um, you should be leading this or people walk out of a room. Yeah. So there's been both sides, um, but I've also had incredible affirmation and people supporting and cheering me on. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me give you a few things that I even wrote down today of just like my go-tos to explain to someone. And if someone comes to you and wants to know like, hey, biblically, like, what does the Bible say about being a woman in or a woman leading? I, I think the most important thing for that conversation is that you're both respectful. And if the other person is really just rude and then it's probably not worth it, right? Yeah. Then it's probably yeah. just like, hey, we can agree to disagree on this yeah. one. <laughs> or it's your own hurt. Like, I feel like in those conversations,
0: it's like, okay, it's not just this. Like, what else is going on? Like, why are totally. you There's
1: something them? deeper. Yes. So let's assume you're both like really want to Perceptual. hear each other out. Love it. Um, so some different biblical verses and context. The first would be Ephesians 4. It talks about the spiritual gifts, right? Mm-hmm. It's just all the different giftings that are listed throughout the Bible and everyone is gifted with spiritual gifts, which is pretty cool. And in that, it doesn't have any gender specific giftings says for all ministry leaders in the church. So that's one I'll refer people to is talking about, Hey, God has gifted you. And it doesn't say that these are only reserved for a man or only even reserved for a woman. You know, it's, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest one that gets talked about and thrown around is the first Timothy Two section Classic. that yeah. I'm sure you know well and have oh, heard yeah. um, mm-hmm. and that is tough for for me because I think a lot of people will use that as a weapon and I don't think we need to be using scripture as a weapon ever <laughs> period nope. right nope. Only um, including, day, but that's it. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. including this um so first Timothy two like just to knock it head on it, it talks about women being silent and they should mm-hmm. remain silent in church right And I think the crucial part to understand this is you have to know the context. And as we read our Bible, like we should always be reading in context, not just this passage, everything we read. But in this, in 1 Timothy 2, Paul is writing to the early church. And that's what a lot of those letters are, is writing to the early churches. And this one specifically that he's writing to, if you read just a few chapters earlier, it talks about how this church was really struggling with gossip And malicious language, it says that just a few chapters earlier. So Paul writes in, you know, it'd be better for you to just be silent than to be spreading rumors and lies. But often that verse gets taken out of context and says, well, then this is prescribed for all time. Women should always be silent in church when that's just really not what Paul is saying. No. Mm -hmm. Um, So he is saying it in the context of this specific issue in this specific church. Yep. And so that's one that I've like a lot of conversations with people about because it's, it's a hot one, right? It's a hot topic. It fun is. to Read. <laughs> it is. And it's like, I think
0: just a little caveat point. And I, I hear people's heart in it. Like they will come to me and say, I just want to be obedient. Like, I just don't want to sin. It's like, Oh, like, don't we all, but yeah, I think yeah. it's again, like studying what is the context behind it? Like, what is the purpose? And like, Paul was writing to a very specific church. It just helps us better understand and it gives life to the scripture.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, Then a few other shifts of in the new Testament too, is I only see when I read my Bible that Jesus empowers women and only elevates their status more than any other, um, any other thing that I see. So in Luke chapter eight, he talks about, about women, disciples Mary, Joanna, Susanna, mm-hmm. and then leading churches: Phoebe, Priscilla, Junia, and these women are listed as disciples and listed as leaders mm-hmm. of the church, and even yes. funding his ministry. Which, if a woman was funding Jesus's ministry, she had to have some money and status, which was pretty rare, right? To have a lot of the disciples didn't have much money; they weren't big, powerful people, mm-hmm. um, so they were funding his ministry and then those other three the priscilla junia those three women they were leading house churches which if you you know kind of dig deep into that that's pretty similar to what a pastor would do right mm-hmm. is praying with people talking through scripture you know getting them in a home organizing the event mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of the job description of a, a pastor and apostle yeah. and so when you see those and you know paul writes to those women and says keep up the good work like keep going I only see them elevating it. So really scripture just enhances the role of a woman and encourages them to lead. And thank you just for bringing up those examples too. What
0: advice would you give to someone who maybe is in a conversation like that, whether it be, um, you know, someone with a viewpoint that's very strong on women in ministry, or maybe it's just a theological debate, um, or someone that just has a very strong theological um, you know, opinion or perspective on something? How do you
1: manage those conversations? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Like I said earlier, I think the most important thing is you got to establish that you're going to be respectful. And that's with anything you disagree on. But this too, like, let's be respectful. Let's really listen. And I've been in conversations with people with the opposing viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And I really do. I'm like, I really do want to listen and mm-hmm. not just be like, Dismissing them in my head, we yeah. can all do that. But it's like, no, I care about this person. I want to hear you out, mm-hmm. and I, I love you regardless. So let's just try to hear each other's viewpoint. You yeah. know, respect number one in a conversation. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah, totally. Like that's perfect to just mm-hmm. let's establish that. Even if it feels kind of awkward to say that, like, mm-hmm. hey, let's establish we're gonna be respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having some like points, it's okay if you want to write it out sometimes. Um, people could view that as you're not prepared. I think it just makes you more prepared is, hey, I have my three little bullet points that I wanted to share with you. Mm -hmm. Pull up your phone, pull out your notes. I think that's okay. It shows that you care. Mm -hmm. Um, You can talk to them about it. And I think just at the end of the day, knowing whether you still disagree at the end of the conversation, or maybe you've made a little leeway and they understand, just knowing That God calling you is what ultimately matters. Mm. So, if you're a woman sitting there, especially thinking, man, like they just really don't believe in me and this hurts. Mm. And I've been there just knowing, but God has called me. Mm. And that's what matters most is maybe this person's not going to get it. And that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt probably pretty bad. Mm. But I know that God has called me and I'm going to keep walking in that and taking one foot in front of the other and just keep walking and keep walking. Mm -hmm. And you'll see maybe years down the line, like I've heard Christine Kane talk about this, or I've heard these amazing speakers like Bianca Oltoff, who I love where people didn't get it. And then, you know, years later they go, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like you're clearly gifted and God has called you just like he calls all of his followers, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, great examples too. I'm like, those women are just
0: powerhouses. Yeah. I love them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, but it's true. Like they may not see it in that very moment, but they may see it like later down the road. Um, and I've been in situations like that before where it's like, oh, it actually took like a few conversations for them to like, understand like my viewpoint or maybe what I believe. Um, but also like what you said, it's like, agree to disagree. Like it is okay to end a conversation like that. Um, and I think it's like, that's one, it's very godly, but I think it's, it's very humble, like to be able to do that and just to say like, okay, like I love that you talked about what you talked about and I shared what I think and agree to disagree. I still love you. You know, um, I think something else too, like when, and kind of like what we were talking about before, but if someone is maybe coming in just really like hot headed <laughs> um knowing that there may be like an underlying reason why they're bringing mm-hmm. that up um you know whether it be like previous hurt or um i just i i feel like even in debatable topics it's kind of unusual for someone to be so hot headed and like not have some sort of like hurt or trauma going into it um in those moments i've also been like careful just like okay you know Um, we're not just going to like kind of hit the ground running. Like we're going to kind of lower our tone a little bit and kind of get to the root of like, why we're talking about this. Um, you know, like, is it something that I can pray for to start with? Um, you know, or maybe let's just pray to start the conversation. Like we want to be God honoring in this. So I, yeah, I love that approach. I think that's so
1: key. Like just caring about them as a person and there's always something going on in our hearts and. Maybe, like you said, they're just projecting that a little bit and they're going through it. So just being gracious and understanding, like we're all, we're all human, you know? Yeah. So good. My last question for you is this,
0: um, you know, I think what's so special about this podcast episode, which I'm like so excited about, um, (laughs) I think about little Ruby and little Caitlin, like, you know, just being high schoolers and you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I remember one time, I think it was on your Snapchat story or your, your Instagram story. I don't remember, but you were reading kisses from Katie. Oh, I love that book. Oh my gosh. I so just cool. like love her. And I was like, I've never heard of this before. So I literally bought the book. Cause I was like,
1: Oh yes. She'll like, <sighs> this is <great. laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I literally an exact thought. It was like, <laughs> Reading this, and that's cool. I love it. Oh my gosh.
0: It's oh my funny. gosh. And I just like that book was life-changing for me. Oh my gosh. Um, but I think about like our little selves that were just like soaking up any ounce of like ministry, full-time ministry, like missionary work. Like, I just want to do this and I want to experience it and I just want to learn more about God. And what advice would you give to younger us, you know, and even younger girls or older girls who are listening to this, um, who are maybe just in a season of like wanting to soak up everything that God has for them. Um, wanting to learn everything, maybe it's full-time ministry. I
1: don't know. That's such a loaded question. Answer that as you want. I love it. You're like, here you go. Um, That's a great question. Okay. I think the biggest thing that, that changed how I viewed ministry and how I felt loved and encouraged as a young girl was just finding someone a few steps ahead and asking them questions, right? So my biggest piece of advice would be find someone who's three to five years ahead of you or doing the thing that you want to do, right? Like find that person that's doing the thing you want to do and go talk to them. Like just say, hey, Like, could we just grab coffee and I'd love to pick your brain or maybe it's even more formal and saying, could we meet once a month and, you know, dig into this. Or if that person's not accessible to you, we have the beauty of like social media and it's, it doesn't take the place of knowing someone, you know, intimately that's different. But I love Bianca and I consider myself to learn from her, even though I don't know her, right? Bianca Oltov, I follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I read her books. I don't really know her personally, but I do learn a lot yeah. about ministry and how does she, you know, keep boundaries? How does she run her social media even? Mm-hmm. Like, what does she choose to post and not? And I'm okay. learning and then I can take some of that and see how I want to do it so that would be my biggest piece of advice like find a girl that you admire or a guy and just talk with them like put yourself out there it might feel scary at first like oh will they say yes will they say no like just just put yourself out there and they can only say yes if you ask right it's so true though like put yourself out
0: there ask the questions and I think anyone who is passionate or like is called to something like they're hopefully naturally going to have a heart that wants to outpour and like give advice. And, um, I know for you, like, like you're an example of that. You're an example to so many women and young women. Um, and I'm sure if someone were to like, reach out to you and be like, what do I do? Like you would point them in a direction and like, same with me as well. And so I think based off of that, like reach out, I think that's a lie that like the enemy will instill in us of like, Oh, they're too busy or like, Oh, this person like doesn't have time. And it's like, well, hopefully they're grown up enough to be able to articulate if they don't
1: have time. <laughs> that is there. They're an adult. Like you said, they can say no. They can say and... no. Wow. that was a I full know. Full circle. circle. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> the importance of no. That's
0: what I'm going to title this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that would be great. Because it is. We keep coming back to that. I'm like, okay, God, what are you trying to say to us? It is. It's so
0: true, though. But yeah, like, I don't know. I think we... Need to be able to say no, but we also need to be able to be bold in asking if someone would be willing to help. like
1: yeah, exactly I think
0: both require humility.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Wow. Huh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's something for us to ponder. Like <laughs> yeah, that's um, episode two.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so good. Thank you so much, Ruby, just for your sweet time. Thank you for your investment and for your ministry. And um honestly, I just want to end this time and just like pray for you and just for your steps in pastoral care and being a full-time pastor. I think I don't know. I think there's been a lot of just spiritual warfare that like I've seen recently in the lives of those that I love. And I want to specifically like pray over that, um, for you and just for your marriage. So, okay. Let me pray. (laughs) I would love that. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Lord God, thank you so much for Ruby. Um, thank you for friendship that just has, um, transcended through the years. Um, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I know I have a friend in California doing very similar work. Um, and that, that is just such a gift and it's beautiful. And Lord, Um, I just pray specifically over her. Um, She is doing your work. She's your hands and feet and God, she is just amazing. And Lord, it is so cool just to see the, the wondrous things that you are doing through her. Um, And we recognize that we recognize that it is you. Um, It is not her own work. And I think that's what is just so marvelous about it. Lord, I just pray for the hard conversations and um, for the pastoral care situations, Lord, and the things that she is encountering right now, will encounter down the line. And Lord, I just pray that you just give her so much rest and so much peace. And in the moments where she's overwhelmed, Lord, remind her that you are so near. Then um, that is a promise of yours, God, strengthen her marriage Um, strengthen her ministry. Just bind her closer to you um, each and every single day. Teach her new things about you this week, Lord, whatever that looks like, God. Um, We just pray this boldly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Like that, that meant a lot to me. So thank you, of course. And I would just encourage listeners. This is like me towards our listeners. Wow. I'm new at podcasting. (laughs) I love it, (laughs) but please just pray. I mean, over your local pastor, um, over people that, you know, in ministry over Ruby, over her church, um i think it is just a beautiful habit to get into when we start doing those things so that would be my encouragement takeaway and rest and say no and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and use heart emojis yes oh. use heart emojis that is our closing thought that's
1: the closing thought
0: especially the pink one i hope you think about ruby every time you use a pink card oh
1: well that would be just amazing
0: that would be wonderful <laughs>
1: oh my gosh oh so good well thank you so much sweet friend